Should we cheers before we go? Yes. All right. Cheers. 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 Good luck, everybody. Especially <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Camp and Mall Podcast. My name's Egan. And I'm Kate. And this week is kind of a completely opposite topic of last week. Last week, we talked about relationships, and this week is all about how to be single in your 20s. Yeah, how to enjoy being single in your 20s, too. Not just waiting for it to end, like so many people, including myself. (laughs) I think I kind of enjoy being single. I mean, I don't have a choice, but... (laughs) (laughs) That could be part of it. But no, I feel like you just live your best. You remind me very much so of the person we're going to be speaking with today on our podcast. Our um, guest. Yes. Our, our guest. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So today's guest, we wanted to have uh, our first guest on for the third episode. And it is someone who uh, really instilled in myself the meaning and value of hard work. Um, she is a woman of many hats, from nurse to business owner to equestrian caretaker. She uh, <laughs> she turned a foreign country into a place that felt like home for her family. And best of all, she birthed a true gift to mankind, which is myself. So <laughs> today, uh, my and Bailey Mona. and well, Bailey, sure, yeah, I guess. um mostly me she could have stopped after the first one but um so yeah my mom Mona Ramona yeah call her (laughs) hello you guys (laughs) how are you tonight dear all of us have our drinks yes I'm doing good it's good to be here with you on this podcast I've enjoyed the first couple of them of the podcasts and I'm looking forward to hearing this one too so exactly But this week, we're talking about how to be single in your 20s, how to enjoy being single. I think that we can all agree that dating in general kind of sucks, especially today with this, like, hookup culture and dating apps. Right. I think there's a a lot of pressure on your generation now with the social media and everything where you can see each other and um, almost choose who you want to date. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure um, to choose the right person and that you've got everything at your fingertips and I'm going to meet this person right away. And Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't work that way. Um, Right. You know, it's uh, if there's someone meant for you, it's going to happen. And it's not always going to be through an app or um, social media um, there's so many other ways that we were used to meeting people um, when I was younger, and it was through other people, through friends, mm-hmm. um, which you knew they weren't going to set you up with somebody that you um, didn't have respect for or didn't right. you know, hold to a certain value or whatever. But um, yeah. I think there's a, a lot of a lot of pressure on on your generation. Yeah, yeah and I think with like how accepted made everything i mean everyone has everyone at their fingertips all the time so why would you pick just one Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like that's messed up way of thinking that's the thinking that it promotes right you know especially in college everyone is dating just to have someone to date and so Mm -hmm. when you get out of college some people have that same mentality so it's hard to kind of filter out 
the people who are dating just to have a person to hang out with. And then the people who are dating to actually get to know someone and like grow with them. I think that there's a lot of people who are in like the first part of that, who are dating just to have someone because they don't want to be alone and they don't want, there's Mm -hmm. like so much pressure, like you said, from everyone else to be in a relationship and find someone and marry them. But I think that you have to learn how to be alone and be by yourself and enjoy your own company before you can go and find so you don't even know what you're looking for if you don't know what you want yeah very much so very much so I think you need to learn to be happy on your own Mm -hmm. before you can be happy with someone else and and that was a a bit of a journey for myself um, because I I remember being in my early 20s and having all these aspirations of traveling and doing these things but yet seeing my friends get married and settling down and thinking oh that's what I'm supposed to be doing too Mm-hmm. and feeling that pressure on me and um it it took some time before I realized that I needed to learn to just be happy with who I was and do the things that I wanted to do and just wait for things to happen as they were supposed to happen mm-hmm. and um not knowing what that meant whether that meant being with somebody in the next few years or not being with someone and and I just decided I would rather be by myself and content and doing the things I wanted to do with friends and making relationships with other friends and um, waiting until the right moment happened. I I didn't want to waste my time just dating for the sake of dating. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's something that I like of all of the advice that you gave Bailey and myself growing up, that has always been not only my favorite advice, but I feel like the advice that I have had to um, turn back to the most was to not wish away being single. I remember you telling us that all the time growing up, whenever I'd be like, I would complain about not being in a relationship or I would deal with a breakup or whatever. Um, I just remember you always saying like, you need to enjoy it because once it's gone, it's gone. And then you can be married for the rest of your life. And that's a great thing. But why not enjoy the time that you have? Because that's some of the most freedom you're going to have for a long time. If you plan to settle down and have children and all that stuff, and why not enjoy it before it's gone? And um, I'm grateful for that because I feel like it did make me, um, I mean, obviously I still would, like wish for relationships when I was single and stuff, but I would try to consciously not do that. And um, I think that was a great thing for us to do because it's so easy to just see what other people have and want that. And it's understandable, but it doesn't mean that um, being single and living that life isn't a great thing in and of itself too. Mm -hmm. No, there's so much about being single. That's um, we don't really appreciate you can travel and do things without having to um, explain yourself to someone else or say, this is what I want to do, or this is where um, I want to put my finances towards or whatever. You've got your whole life to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we wish so much to be married and settle down that we sometimes miss out on the joys of being single mm-hmm. and doing the things that we want to do because it's going to happen most people get married and find their person in their life that they want to settle down with. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of when that's going to be. 
yeah for one person it's 21 for another one like myself it was 31 before I was married um Mm -hmm. and I'm just thankful for those I, I look back on my 20s as just years that I have so many great memories of things I did and places I went and um, friends that I made relationships with that are still there now. Yeah. So So how did you spend your twenties? What did you do? If you, you said you didn't get married until you were 31. Yeah. I, um, when I um, graduated from college with my nursing degree, I, Um, started working right away and got a taste of making some money and right away I wanted to travel I wanted to go places and experience some new things so I booked a trip on um, a tour called Contiki which is a 30th Mm -hmm. and under um, group and um, it's people from all over the world that meet at one place in Europe and then you go on a trip and mine was a five-week 10-country tour and um, it was everybody, everybody was under 30. Um, they were from everywhere from the US, Canada, Australia, England, um, just all over the place. And you basically got on a bus and lived with those people for the next five weeks touring Europe. And uh, I, so I did that. That was one of my first big trips that I did. Then I would go on trips to, um, you know, warm vacations in the winter with friends um, traveled as a nurse. I, I ended up, uh, signing a contract and moving to Texas and traveling for two years to Texas as a a registered nurse and then to Florida for another year as a registered nurse. And, um, it was just, I, I had just many memories and many good times in those years that I just can't, imagine that I would have had if I would have settled down and got married and, and not that there's anything wrong with settling yeah. down and getting married if you meet the right person and that's what happens you can do those things together too yeah but that didn't happen for me which um, I also can't even imagine especially like because I'm 25 so I'm well into my 20s now I'm halfway through them and um, I can't imagine being single and just packing my stuff up and moving by myself to from Saskatchewan, Canada to Texas or Florida. Like how was that intimidating? Did you did you drive down there, Texas specifically? Did you move down alone or did someone go with no. you? Well, I was actually dating somebody at the time yeah. when, I, when I signed that contract and moved down. And so he drove down with me and helped me move okay. and then um, flew back home to Canada. And we um, kept in touch and and traveled back and forth and saw each other for um, two years, basically, mm-hmm. and then dated for another year after that. And um, but so I had somebody with me, but it, it was like once he left, it, I was on my own. I, I didn't yeah. know anybody. I was by myself and I had to basically make or break it. And it was great. It was <laughs> it was a year from hell in the hospital that I worked at that year. <laughs> it was not a great job. But I um, learned so much and I met some amazing friends that I kept for life and um, just made memories that were just wonderful. You said you were dating someone when you were, before you moved. So how did you feel when you were, you're in this committed relationship, but you also have this amazing opportunity to move down across a different country? Like, was that, was being in a relationship holding you back at all? Or how were you feeling about that? 
it did a little bit, but he supported me really a lot in that, which was awesome. He um, understand he loved to travel himself, and he would go mm-hmm. away every winter and go on scuba diving trips and all these so cool. um, different trips. So we both kind of had a passion for the same thing, and he encouraged me to go because, you know, like I said, we were just fairly new into our relationship, maybe less than a year anyways, mm-hmm. and um, he really encouraged me to do it and would come and visit, and I would come back home and visit, and um, but it was certainly um, something that I thought about and thought, am I doing the right thing? Maybe I should be staying here. But um, when he supported me in it, I thought, no, I'll go. I can always come back. That's what I right. always thought was I can always say I hate this and I'm coming back home. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, um, it didn't turn out to be someone that I was meant to stay with anyways. Um, the relationship didn't work out. And I don't think it had anything to do with me leaving. Yes. It, it was just the way things went. So I, I don't regret it all. But what a great person. Like, that's the person that you would want to be with at that time in your life. Right. You be with someone. You want to be with someone that is going to encourage you to do those things. Right. You right. know, that's an awesome thing that he did that. Because I feel like that's, I don't I want to say necessarily rare, but definitely not common. I feel like yeah. you know, relationships, it's very easy to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And to not want that person to leave and to be like, well, we can travel together if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome that he encouraged you to go because right. I can imagine if he hadn't, it would have made everything so much harder. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I, when I, you and Egan remind me of each other in general, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like you are both very independent women. Um, but especially when you talk about this stuff, because if anyone doesn't know, um, Egan got an internship right after school and then the wonderful woman was offered a job at said internship afterwards because <laughs> why wouldn't she have been yeah. and um, that entails moving to Maryland down the road right so yeah um, even stuff like this reminds me of you uh, like parallels you guys for me in my brain because I'm just like I don't know if I could do that and when Egan mentioned that to me I was like, I just see Egan thriving no matter where she goes because you're so independent and you're so able to like enjoy spending time with yourself. At least that's what I see. I do enjoy time with myself. <laughs> Which is great because that's not good. everyone is able to do that. And that's something my mom like always tried to push me and Bailey with, but me and Bailey are clingy little <laughs> little leeches. So we're not quite as good at it, but um I think that that is so awesome when like someone is able to have the guts to do something like that, because I'm sure it's intimidating. And I know Egan, you've talked to me about like family and all that stuff is a factor. It's hard to leave people. Yeah, I definitely, when I found out that I had to move to Maryland, I mean, I was excited about it and I wasn't going to say no because of the opportunity. Yeah. Um, But it's definitely scary to move across the country by yourself, especially because I'm just so close with my family that, yeah. Even after having like surgery, I think it was a month ago, a, few day- a month ago yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I couldn't imagine not having my family there to support me. So yeah. I'm fine with moving across the country, like being single, that's fine. But when it comes to moving across the country and then having to leave your family behind is a completely different story because I'd rather be single and not have to depend on someone else for my happiness, or my entertainment or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. I can do- provide all that for myself. But then the support with your family being across the country and not having their support physically with you 
is just very scary. So I'm sure the day will come that I'll have to move. But for now, <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy the time with my family now while I can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think traveling is something everybody should do. I think it's important to get beyond your borders and see what else is out there and that this isn't the only way to live. Um, this isn't the best place to live. There's other places and people have different experiences in their lives and different ways of living. And um, we need to learn from that. And I, I think it's really important to travel and see some different places and get out of our com- comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and being single lets you do that. Like, I yeah, obviously do that in a relationship, but not as easy as you can. Not as easy. What is your favorite memory from that time? Like, from all your traveling, do you have any favorite stories from any of your trips or, you know, mm. any of that? That's a big one because there's so many different um, times. You know, I, I would have to say, my time in Corpus Christi, Texas is probably a big favorite memory. And that was the first year I spent down there. And probably because it was also new to me traveling and going somewhere mm-hmm. through. And, um, but I met so many great friends in that time that I was there. Yeah. Um, it was literally when I say it was the hospital from hell. It was, it was a County hospital that didn't have, um, insured patient patients that had uninsured patients so we had every kind of imaginable situation and I have so many memories from that I, I remember going out one night to the clubs and this woman's yelling my name I hear somebody calling my name from way over on the other side of the bar and they're like someone's calling you and I'm like oh my goodness here she comes and it was and they're like, is that your friend? And I'm like, no, that's one of my patients. And they were like, what? <laughs> and she was a drug addict that was about 30 years old that would inject herself in every vein you could possibly oh. imagine in your body oh. from your, under your tongue veins to your breasts to your anywhere you could find a vein she would inject. She had left the hospital against medical advice obviously with a central line in and a bag of IV fluid and had left on my shift she was like I'm not having a hangover tonight I'm bringing this with yeah she's like I'm (laughs) done with this I'm going somewhere else um anyways it was a few nights later and there she was at the bar and she's and she came and hugged me and oh my (laughs) best friend and I'm like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what did you say? I, I just was like, you're doing all right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're doing great. You need me to take that central line out for you, by the way? Yeah, it was just crazy. So, oh. I mean, they're stupid memories, but I have so many memories from that year there. And, I, I you know, we went to Hawaii twice. Um, we, we just would get on a plane and go places and do things and have fun and, um, I never would have had that opportunity anywhere else. And that, and that's where I also met some other nurses came to bail us out at that hospital and they were traveling nurses. I was a contract nurse. They were um, traveling nurses. And so they would just take short contracts and come and work. And um, they had paid housing. They were making twice what I was making. Um, I was like, I'm doing something wrong here. So that's when I found out about real traveling nursing and, and 
hooked up with those guys to that sounded bad um, <laughs> went with those you guys do what you gotta do sometimes mom yeah exactly <laughs> um we went to florida and worked there for a while and, and uh, had some good times there but you know that i don't know to say a, a specific memory is really tough yeah because there's just so many so many stories and so many good times that we had and yeah. Since yeah. you mentioned, and Egan, if you want to cut this one out, you can. But since you mentioned Hawaii, because I've been thinking about this story all day long, um, there is one I just need you to tell. And it is, <laughs> was it, it was, you were in Hawaii, I believe it was. And was it Bev that got taken out by some massive wave in Hawaii? <laughs> Actually, that was in Mexico on a vacation with, um, Mexico. <laughs> yeah, with a, a friend of mine, Diane. Okay, um, not Bev. No, it wasn't bad. Oh, okay. um, but my friend Diane, um, she couldn't swim. And and also, we went- I just want to interject. My mom is the person that if you say you can't do something, you don't like it, she will make you do it. Yeah. <laughs> make, a, like, there I'm is no bad that no. way. <laughs> bad about taking a no and um, letting it be. I said, come on, let's go out in the water. And she's like, no, it's just too scary for me that we should go up to her knees and I'm like come on I kept coaxing her out a little deeper and a little deeper every day and hang on to my hands we'll just go up to our waists and it'll all be good so we did that one day and we went out you know maybe to our chest and all of a sudden I heard all these people kind of screaming and hollering and I looked out towards the ocean and there was this massive wave coming in and I was like oh shit we're going to die and I said come on we got to get back in no we've got to go out and catch the wave that's what I said come on swim with me to get this wave and she because you're not gonna outrun she just shook my hand off of me and said no and she tried to get going back in against the undercurrent which was going out anyways I let go and I just went and caught the wave and just kind of got up to the top of it and all I saw was her looking down or up at us and the wave crashed down on her and then I went tumbling at the bottom of the ocean and got all upside down and came back up and I I can't see Diane I'm like Diane I'm like looking everywhere and heads are popping up all over the place because people just got wiped out by this wave and all of a sudden I see this little plop of hair black hair floating in the water and I grabbed her by the hair and pulled her head up out of the water and she's gasping for breath. Oh my gosh. Swearing like you would not believe at me. And she just, all she did was let go again and trying to get back in. And we managed to get into shore, but she didn't talk to me for like two days. We had a 10 day trip and she didn't talk to me for two days. She was so pissed at me that I had gotten her out that far and she almost drowned and it it was an almost drowned kind of wave but oh my gosh drowning is one of my biggest fears even though I know fully how to swim right yeah yeah but like even even in the ocean right and in the ocean even if you know what you're doing you can drown so here's my mom being Mm -hmm. like you can't swim come out really far with me (laughs) yeah yeah exactly are you sure you liked her I wish she could listen to this now because Diane's had a rough road in her life and yeah. um, she she had a lot of medical struggles in her life and is not doing so well now so I would love for her to hear this and you have to send it to her 
I might have to be like, I'm so glad that I'm sick and you reminded me of when I almost drowned. (laughs) Yeah, we could share just the memories, I guess, be able to talk about a lot of those memories. She was a nurse also, and um, it was always nursing people that I was hanging out with and having the fun times with. Well, yeah, I feel like you moved somewhere that you knew nobody. And I feel like the people you work with at that point are the people you're going to very easily get to know. Right. Yeah. People you spend so much time with. But I feel like another good topic about being single in your 20s or just being single at all. um, What's some advice that you would give someone who's single in their 20s? Or what's something that you regret doing or regret not doing? Just some general advice. To people who are single in their 20s, a.k.a. me. <laughs> a.k.a. you. There we go. Speaking um, to Ian's heart right now. I think the biggest thing is not to focus so much on having to meet someone that's going to be your life partner. Um, I'm a Christian and I have strong beliefs. And I believe God's got somebody planned for us. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I'm going to make happen. It's going to happen in his time. And... All of it did happen in his time, and and it may not have been what I wanted, because I remember being in those shoes and kind of feeling like I'm being left behind a little bit, and my friends are getting married and meeting the right person, and I tell you, when I broke up with my boyfriend at 29, um, I was devastated. I was very depressed for about a year, and and then I met my husband, and... um, so you, you don't know. You don't know what the future holds. It's mm-hmm. not something we're in control of, I don't think. It's something that's going to happen in the right time. And I think enjoy your time in the meantime. Have a good time. Right. Because once you're married, it really does change. Um, you know, you start focusing on having a family and all the responsibilities of a home and bills and everything else really I mean you have those responsibilities when you're single too but mm-hmm. um, it's it's just different mm-hmm. right you, you can, can be selfish when you're single you can do whatever you want whenever you, you can want. that's right yeah. that's exactly right and I I think do that mm-hmm. I would encourage young people to do that do the traveling and the things you want to do um, when you're young and single and enjoy marriage when that time comes when it's the right time but there's there's no you know there's no magic age that you're supposed to get married at it one person meets the person that you're supposed to be with at 21 and the other one's 31 right there's I mean look at um, one of my mom's best friends Shauna Brown I mean look at her her and Steve met you said in high school right they were high yeah, school sweethearts high school. and mm-hmm. they I mean still love each other very much obviously Mm -hmm. things are a little different right now but um I mean their love never ever seemed to even a little bit fade and you know it's just but that doesn't mean that they loved each other any more or less than someone who met their significant other in their you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it's just different and it's okay that they met in high school and that they knew in high school that that was their person but it's also okay that you didn't meet your husband in high school and waited you know, how many years later. Right, exactly. But it's so easy to compare because I've yeah. been in a relationship. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like with social media too, it's so easy to compare yourself with other people. And also I have, I mean, I have seven older siblings. All of them are <laughs> in committed relationships. Yeah. So it is kind of hard 
like if we go on a family trip or on the holiday yeah. or whatever, everyone has their person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to be like, wow, that would be nice. Right. But at the same time, it's like, that's just life. Like there's yeah. always some, the grass is always greener on the other side, you know? Sure. Exactly. You have to enjoy like the spot that you're in when you're there. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Just to enjoy where you're at and um, don't be focused always on what you want later <laughs> in life. Um, it'll happen in due time. Or right. even if you enjoy want to being 20. Yeah. yeah. Before you know it, you're 50. <laughs> yeah. And it's well, true. It flies by. It it flies by. So every decade holds something different and just enjoy that 20s while you're in it. And um, if that means being single, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's easy sometimes, too, to feel that way that like, OK, well, why is everyone else finding these relationships and people want to be with them? why like is there something wrong with me I keep getting ghosted or like these on whatever (laughs) like it's you know it's so easy to be like is it me like it clearly it must be me doing something wrong and that's just not true especially I feel like in today's age with online dating yeah how accessible everything is it's especially not true because I feel like people like in my humble opinion, I just feel like, (laughs) I just feel like dating apps have just ruined dating. And I mean, it just kind of is what it is now. But um, it makes it so easy to like, look at yourself and feel like you're the problem. When you're not, it's just the unfortunately, the way things are now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's hard to trust someone in a relationship when everything is so accessible too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah especially with boundaries, because I feel like before when before social media and all that, when you're meeting someone organically, I mean, unless someone was going out to the clubs every weekend, like, I don't think that there was so much worry about like, are they talking to other girls or or guys or whatever? Whereas now, like when you first start dating someone, it's so hard to be like, okay, well, when do I like, when do I bring up deleting social like dating apps or like, it just, it makes everything harder because I don't, and not everything is so apparent. Someone can say one thing and that doesn't mean that there isn't 10 other people on their phone. And I <laughs> like it has trust is so much more difficult now because everything's so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's hard to figure out where in relationships, it's okay to start being a little bit more, um, you know, like kind of be, getting into like those conversations a little more and being like, are you doing this? Because <laughs> I am or I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's harder to tell how serious the other person is about it. Yeah. Should we switch gears and go into our typical yeah. segment? Do you want to go first or you want me to? Um, you can go first. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the title says, am I the asshole for breaking up with a guy to date another guy that I had, quote, in reserve? First guy's devastated and will not leave me alone. Mom, what do you think? <laughs> Sounds like an asshole to me. <laughs> what do you think, Caitlin? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I haven't done that once. So, but I was the asshole. So. Fair, fair. So. All right. Let's see. This says, I'm not sure where to begin with this. I'm exhausted because I spent all night with Jeremy, my ex, in my living room trying to explain to him why I did what I did. I had this friend named Alex since elementary school. We are all 23 and 25 now. I literally swooned over him since I was a little kid. I love him so much I can't even put it into words. We dated in high school, but I stupidly broke it off with him when I went to college because I wanted, quote, experience. 
We'd always hook up when we saw each other, but we always parted ways. My friends always joked that I never pulled my, poured myself fully into other guys because Alex was always, quote, in reserve. There's probably some truth to this. So enter Jeremy. He's a very good guy who I met on Tinder, who I liked a lot and had potential. I saw him maybe three times a week since January, so I guess we were exclusive but never discussed it. You're seeing someone three times a week? Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. That sounds pretty exclusive to me. Right. <laughs> Last Most week of your I week. Saw... What'd you say? It's a lot of your week. True. Last week I saw Alex's mom, and she told me that Alex was moving home because he'd been assigned, he's in the Air Force, to fly planes that do training in the city closest to us. I about died of excitement. I texted him right away, and he won't be moving until August, but he asked if I'd be willing to drive to San Diego and spend the weekend with him. Before I even set my phone down, I was packing a bag and on the highway. I just had the most amazing weekend of my life. As I was leaving, Alex told me that if I'm not careful, he's going to marry me and give me babies with dimples. I think that's a really cringy sentence, but (laughs) (laughs) I was literally on cloud nine the entire drive back because it's all I ever wanted. We made plans for me to come visit him and maybe drive across country with him when he moves. She continues. Okay. Well, I completely forgot about Jeremy and I feel terrible about it. I don't know how she completely forgot about her boyfriend. To go yeah. hang out with this guy that she's been in love with since elementary school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a bad sign. Um, <laughs> he said, when I got home, he was sitting in my parking spot, both scared because I disappeared and mad because I stood him up on Saturday. Well, yeah. I invited, <laughs> I invited him in to give him the news in person and he freaked out. He went through every emotion possible, crying and begging me to reconsider, to literally calling me an asshole for breaking his heart. He kept saying, Things like, I'm shallow for choosing, quote, top gun guy over the guy who pours concrete. I tried to explain the history, but he just wasn't buying it. Mm. Yeah, I still say you're an asshole. Because at the very least, give the person an explanation. Right. She just left for a weekend to go see this guy that she's in love with. So who knows what happened over the weekend? Are you dead, boyfriend? But then she also didn't, she had plans with her boyfriend, and she just left, didn't say anything, didn't talk to him the whole weekend. Set him up. He's probably like, are you dead? Are, are you, do I need to file a missing persons report? Right. <laughs> what? Definitely the asshole. Right. I agree. Right. You got to tell someone. Like, you yeah. got to be like, listen, like, I know that we've been seeing each other, but this guy that, like, I've kind of had a thing with for a long time, like, I've, you know, he messaged me. I've just realized that those feelings haven't gone away. Uh, sorry. Hate to see it, but I'm going away with him this weekend. Like, <laughs> At least yeah. that. She mm-hmm. could have told him, or if these feelings are stro- so strong for that guy, I know that she found out that he was coming back in the same day and they made those plans really last minute. Yeah. But all she had to do was communicate it to her boyfriend, break up with him if she feels so strong with this guy. Right. And that's all he had to do. Like, he would still probably be as hurt, but at least he would know. Yeah. And also, like, just going off of what it what is written there, it sounds like she was the one that was kind of like, you know maybe stringing him along a little bit I don't know if the other guy like the guy that she went away with for the weekend has been interested this whole time but if so then like she's lucky he's even still interested because you've been like keeping him just on the hook for like how many years now (laughs) right I don't know if it's that they like lost contact while he Mm -hmm. he's in the air force and like they just agreed to not do anything or if she's in love with him and it's just like one-sided I don't know right or maybe they don't want to lose that friendship but like they're hooking yeah. up so I think it's friendship's kind of out the window <laughs> right I don't know the whole 
dynamic what they're doing but I'm assuming she's going to visit him for the weekend and driving all the way over there I mean maybe they are just friends but she said that she's in love with him and he said that he would give her babies so yeah there's more going on than (laughs) right (laughs) I don't think they just caught up I think he would go get coffee yeah that's true you know like there's actually a a friend of mine that I uh was thinking about during a lot of this conversation because uh we he messaged me the other day about needing to listen to the podcast mom it was uh Logan from high school if you remember Logan he messaged me and he has yeah and he has a girlfriend that's doing they're doing long distance right now because she's in Europe I don't even know sorry if he doesn't want me saying all this on here but long story short he's very into traveling and is doing long distance with his girlfriend and it's awesome and he messaged me a while back or not a while back the other day, and we've just kind of been talking, and it's like, if him and I were to, like, you know, it'd be old friends meeting up, we'd go get coffee. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be like, bye, Forrest, I'm gonna go spend the weekend with this guy that I went not to high school say with bye, friends with. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or yeah, not even say bye, just, like, disappear for a weekend, and then show back up and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen Logan. Right. I would be, I would, like, go get coffee with Logan. <laughs> How do you feel about the idea of having a guy in reserve? Not a good thing. Like you're dating someone, but yeah, oh, this guy totally comes un- Totally unfair. Yeah. To yeah. both parties. Like to both of the yeah, guys. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. You're yeah. using it's, just, both. it's also a disservice to yourself because you're dating people just to date them. And then, oh, if this person comes back and they decide that they want me, I'll go back with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. meaningful is going to come out from either of those right. relationships probably. Because you didn't respect either of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't expect the one person enough to like fully like give the effort that they maybe wanted or were, ex- I don't know, whatever. And the other person, like the exact same thing. You didn't give them the effort they were actually expecting. <laughs> because right. committed and to them. any relationship is about respect. Exactly. Yeah. It, you can have all the love and feelings in the world. If there's no respect there, mm-hmm. it means nothing. And yeah. Uh, I think we miss a lot of that in the younger people these days. Again, I think think differently than we did back when I was young, I guess. Um, Not totally, but, um, you know, hooking up and stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on. It's just, it's not good for yourself, for your own self-esteem, for your own um, self-worth or anything. And it, I don't know. How do you deal with all those emotions and all everything that goes on with that? Just the baggage alone makes me just sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. It used to be a little simpler when I was younger and um, you just go to the bar, go out and have drinks and have fun and whatever. You didn't sleep with them. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that's to about each their own. That's about it, though. <laughs> now everybody does, and and right. you've got to deal with all that. That brings on a whole other set of emotional baggage and everything. Not else. if you block their number right after. Yeah. Oh I'm my just god! Kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, hookup culture is so prevalent, and it's kind of crazy. It's like such a weird. I don't know. If you want to go sleep with someone the first time you meet them, sure, fine. You do you. Mm. But that's not something that I'm looking for. So when guys, like, approach me with that mentality, I'm just, like, kind of taken aback. Yeah. I'm also a a little bit offended that they expect that Mm -hmm. of me. Yes. And that's the thing I think about dating apps is that it's not so much that hookup culture is just, like, very prevalent. It's expected on dating apps. 
Like it is expected. And it's, and why? Because just because you go out with somebody or match with somebody does not mean that they owe you anything, let alone to sleep with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And, but that's just, it's a mentality that I feel like dating apps have fostered. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, they've, they've really, I don't know if they've necessarily created that mentality, but they've definitely encouraged it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all dating apps. It's very hard to find someone that at the very least it isn't in their mind a little bit like hooking mm-hmm. up, you know, it's hard to find people that are genuinely on there to date and like, and then anything else is whatever. Right. right. You know, yeah. it's true. Yeah. You want to go on to the one that you had, Caitlin? Oh, yes. 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 Oh, what were your thoughts on that one though, Egan? Do you, you think asshole, right? Oh yeah. I think asshole. I think that if she is exclusive with this guy in a committed relationship with the guy, seeing this guy at all, she should have communicated to him. I mean, if she's exclusively seeing him in in a relationship, then she shouldn't even have this guy in the back of her mind. But if she is even just like sleeping with him, going on dates with him, whatever's going on, they're seeing each other three times a week. So there should be that mutual respect. She -hmm. should have said like, Hey, I enjoy spending time with you. But I'm also open to seeing other people. And like, if this situation were to come up and I'm, and he, like, if she wants to see other people, fine. She should have told him that though, especially Mm -hmm. because they had plans. Like, how are you just going to not, one, not cancel your plans, two, just completely not say anything at all. Right. Especially because like at the, besides it just being respectful, like that person's going to worry. Are they not? Right. You want someone to file a missing person's report on you when you are not missing? Right, no. they had plans. So one, he's gonna worry. Two, he's just gonna be, I mean, stood up. Like yeah. the, the simplest thing was to just send a text. But yeah, literally, it makes me think of um, Becca from The Bachelor. Who oh. um, did you ever see that whole thing after The Bachelor aired, where she was like, they had a missing persons report out on her. Yes. She went out with friends, and her family freaked out because she had no. Service. No, she went to go work on a weed farm. Oh, that's right. And did she yeah. do service or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that makes me think of. It's like people will report you missing if people, they just don't know where you are, whether you're in danger or not. Like, just right. tell, like, it, besides being respectful, which you should be, like, yeah. also just so that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like the, uh, I don't like ghosting. <laughs> I mean, if she didn't want to go get dinner, she could have at least canceled dinner plans that they had. Mm-hmm. So that he wasn't just sitting there waiting for her and yeah. didn't hear. Her. But yeah, that's a whole other there. Okay, I have I have two, and I can't decide which one's better. So I'm gonna read the titles, and do you guys want to pick which one? Sure. Okay. So the first title is "Am I the asshole for yelling at my friends when they said that I don't have a right to be sad about being single because I've dated before?" Or Am I the asshole for telling my sister she's going to be single for the rest of her life? <laughs> I like the sister one. Okay. I'll say the sister one. I feel like the sister one is interesting. All so right. it says, now I'm very anti-bullying and into being compassionate, but <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> <laughs> my sister is beginning to annoy the hell out of me. She perpetually complains about being single, but does nothing to make any effort to meet guys. She's not on social media. She only goes to work and back home. On weekends, she'll go to the movies with my parents or to the spa. 
Since my wife and I live nearby, we ask her to come chill with us and our friends, who she knows, on Fridays, but she never, ever does. Last night, there was a nice get-together with lots of my single guy friends, and I told her to come. She refused to... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <It's funny. laughs> Just have some special guest appearances. Yeah, three in one. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, good. Good. oh, I knew this moment was going to come. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just gonna start this paragraph over. <laughs> okay, just start over. Last night was the, there was a nice get together with lots of my single guy friends, and I told her to come. She refused to because there was a woman who she has a disagreement with, five, or she who she had a disagreement with five years ago. Now I know this woman well. She didn't give a rat's ass about my sister and will never try to avoid her because it's been so long and such a minor. I understand if my sister had social anxiety or preferred online dating, etc., but neither if, neither apply to her. She's very, very lazy and hates putting effort into anything. Mom has two sisters who are very similar, and they are both 45 plus and still single. I keep trying to break her out of her routine and meet people, yet she's too lazy to try. Yesterday, I got so annoyed, I told her, this is why you're still single after all these years, and you will probably be single for the rest of your life. By the way, nothing is wrong with being single. It's just that she complains nonstop about not finding good men. (laughs) Anyway... She got extremely mad and cussed me out, telling me I was a major asshole, and I can't tell her what to do so she can make her own choices, etc. Was I the asshole? I I'm gonna say no. So. No, yeah. yeah. Kind of like, at first I was like, you know what? She's introverted. She needs to find someone introverted, but like, he's trying to help her. Right. Yeah. Gotta help yourself. And if she keeps saying she's not happy by herself, then she needs to be proactive and doing something to try and meet someone. Right. It's one thing to be trying and then not meeting anybody that obviously you can't control that. But if you're like, I'm so sad that I'm alone. And then you just sit alone all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And people are inviting you to things. And it's one thing to be alone because you don't have any friends or maybe you don't even have any siblings to like invite you to stuff. Mm -hmm. But like if someone's inviting you and you just constantly turn them down, you're like you're not even giving yourself it could be like the whole social anxiety and maybe she's dealing with some things that he doesn't know about and that's why she doesn't want to go and be around this group but Mm -hmm. you can only complain about something so many times to where people offer you advice and you just don't take it if you're not going to take advice then don't be complaining about it but she also didn't go to that thing because of something that happened like five years ago right Yeah. yeah I don't understand holding grudges like I feel like I learned a few years ago that it takes so much energy to actively dislike someone right and is to just like ignore it and accept whatever happened happened and you guys don't agree but that's fine right. move past it it is right. just so exhausting to actively dislike someone yeah. yeah you should just like accept it maybe you don't have to forgive them but just like move past it so that yeah. you guys yeah. coexist yeah, yeah and just like let it go for yourself like you said, you don't have to, like, apologize or forgive them or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, for yourself, just to not harbor it. But I will say the one thing on here, though, is that when I saw that he was, like, it'd be one thing if she had social anxiety. 
how do you know she doesn't have social right she's probably not telling you about that right and the reason i say that and this is gonna make me sound like a psych major which is i am but i hate sounding like one (laughs) because i do not know everything and i'm not trying to like like make everything this like psychological warfare whatever but first of all how do you know that and the Mm -hmm. reason i say that is because when he says that she hasn't had a disagreement with someone five years ago to me that sounds like she is looking for a reason not to go out which can be a social anxiety thing and the fact that your mom has two sisters who are very similar and like that anxiety and stuff can definitely be genetic and can run in families so why the idea of her having anxiety or social anxiety or some kind of mental block for all of this is definitely not out of the question because clearly it runs in the family and I don't think that being single gonna run your family I think then there's something that is causing that that's runs in your family which could be anxiety (laughs) right like she's actively avoiding social situations which I know for myself and Forrest when we're anxious we completely actively or actively avoid social situations like I have days where I have a hard time even just going to the store until Forrest Mm -hmm. gets home and can go with me and it's not because like I don't want well it is because I don't want to be around people but it's not because I, I don't want that. It's because I feel like I can't do it, if that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, again, I don't know. Maybe she truly is just, like, has no interest and is not putting in any effort. But it sounds like an anxiety thing, in my personal, very humble, uneducated opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and but then you need to also help yourself. Yes. And get help. And Yes. Um, I was just going to say that whether it be through counseling or medication Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be if you want to meet someone and you need to help yourself get to that point that you can do that right there's nothing wrong with having social anxiety or depression or Mm -hmm. any any mental illness but it is your job to acknowledge it and maybe not what it is but go get help yeah yeah it's not an excuse right and taking Mm -hmm. that first step is probably like the hardest part of the whole process yeah but he also I mean you never know what other people are going through Mm -hmm. but aren't they siblings the guy who wrote this and the girl yeah he could I mean not that it's his job but he could also reach out and be like hey is there something else going on like any way I can help with this anything you need support on yeah but I mean it's not his job to do that but it is just like which is why I get yeah and I feel like that's also why I understand why he's frustrated because he's trying he's clearly trying very hard to involve her right and she is just like rejecting all of it and then still complaining and I would definitely be like I'm so sick of you (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. I've definitely complained about being single in college while also doing absolutely nothing to (laughs) not be single but Mm -hmm. if it's been going on for that long there's probably another underlying issue right you didn't Mm -hmm. continue that pattern you know mm-hmm. to my knowledge doesn't right. seem but I'm still here still single so <laughs> and now so you start traveling so it doesn't matter exactly <laughs> we'll get her on a Kentucky tour and we'll yeah. all live vicariously through her so Egan you can be like a world traveler and I hope you you do that <laughs> me too I've always thought about moving to California just because the weather is perfect I've heard I've never been and then yeah. they also have the beach and the mountains yeah um, but one, it's expensive, and two, all my family is, almost everyone's in Michigan. So I feel like I need to go to California for at least some small part of my life. 
Yeah, that would yeah. be great. You can. You can go do it for a year or two years and yeah. who knows, right? Who you knows? always have that. As long as you always have that in the back of your mind, I can always come back. Yeah, that's a really good mentality too. Yeah. yeah. You can always I, come home. I just come home. Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe I should. I yep. think you should, Egan. This might be the podcast where Egan picks up her life and just moves. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we made it to the end of episode three. Hi. We did. I'm glad we switched it up a little bit. Me too. Yeah. Our first guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mom, for coming Thanks on. For, I also want to add for wanting to have me. That's of course. Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I love this. I think it was great. I wanted to say, too, that um, one of my really close friends from when she was nursing and in her 20s and all that I'm not gonna cry about it even though I didn't know her it's just emotional she passed away um a couple weeks ago now yeah two weeks ago and I don't know if I told you it wasn't a heart attack she had a um a large um aneurysm in her aorta you did mention big vessel off the heart and it dissected it split open and she died instantly very sad. Um, very sad. But we lived together in Canada when I first started nursing, and then I moved to Texas. And when I came back after the first year, I dragged her back with me, and <laughs> she stayed there. She never moved back. Love so, that. Um, yeah. yeah, I've heard many, many stories growing up about <clears throat> about Bev, and so yeah, we just wanted to mention this episode in memory of Bev because I know she was a big part of your life mom and a very important person to you so yeah. what better way to put that in here than <laughs> yeah, to make yeah. it a in memory of her I don't know if that means anything to anybody but it means something to me so yes no it certainly does to me too thank you yeah of course well, so, best lo- love and best wishes to her family and everybody that uh, knew her and is mourning her so um, I've only heard amazing things about her. So I've heard she was yeah. a very incredible woman. Yeah, she was. She was a great nurse and a great friend. And um, she left behind a lot of family that misses her and a lot of really good friends down in Texas. I know that um, miss her too. I've got a, a little memorial picture that they did on the beach. I'll maybe send that to you. That would be nice to end your podcast with. I don't, well, I guess yeah, it's I think audio. We can put it in the it's notes. audio. It's not video. So what <laughs> no. are we talking about? I think we can maybe uh, tag it in the in the notes or something. We'll see what yeah. we can do. Yeah, so, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So cool. Well, thank you, All Mom, right. for joining us on the podcast. Yes, thank Thanks you. for having me, you guys. You give the best advice, Mona. Oh, wow. Well. Really? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys take care. Have a good evening, you guys. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Love you both. Love Love you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. She's just going to peace out, I guess. Um, (laughs) Am I supposed to? She just ended. Yeah, you can. We're done. I don't think she realizes we're still recording, though. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's just do a little. What are we doing next week? Sibling edition? Family edition? Yeah, because we'll be together. So we'll record our first podcast in person. Yeah. So next week so, is, I mean, Thanksgiving. So I feel like we need to do a family. Yes. Siblings, family. Maybe have Let's some get, of the Bull brothers. Yes. Yes. I'm about it. Absolutely. So stay tuned for next week and our Thanksgiving family themed episode. Yes. Our Thanksgiving special, if you will call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving Anyways. special. Perfect. 
Okay. All right. Um, I forgot how we always end these. I don't think that we, I think we just kind of awkwardly talk our way out of it. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. Bye. See you next week. Bye.